0: Amen. Can you sing that over for us again? No. All glory, right? Heavenwood? How about that? Lift your finger to the Lord and say, Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Well, what about me? Isn't it all about me? Me. Point yourself and say, it's it's me. Everything is about me. You won't do that. Thank you for darkening my life there, brother. That's good. I like that. You know, the me movement. When did the me movement begin? Thank you. The Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden. Yes. Eve said... Ah, I'm ready to go. Adam said, yes, I will join you. It's not about the Creator. It's about us. It's about me. You know, we all catch this virus at times, don't we? You get selfish? Anybody get selfish in here? Well, you you guys are too perfect. Unbelievable. You know, when we study the Word of God, and and I really love the Old Testament, I love the New Testament, but there's something about the Old Testament that has always stirred my heart deeply. I think it's because you have to dig so deep to find the gold. But when you find the gold, it just lights you up. You know, and I think of King David. Don't you all love King David? Wasn't he a great king? I'm going to sit down and wait until you all start to respond. He was, he was fantastic. He was exceptional king. God used him in, in a powerful way. In Acts chapter 13, this is the Lord speaking, I have David, son of Jesse, a man after what? After my own heart. A man after my own heart. Are you a woman that is a, of God's heart? Are you a man that's after God's own heart? Hello? Hopefully so. Hopefully so. You know, <laughs> David's faith was so strong. Don't you love to read in the Psalms? Every, all the Psalms are all positive. There's no negativity about David at all, is there? No, 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 no. Don't talk to me. I don't want to hear you. He loved God's perfect word. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And into his courts with? Praise. Now you're awake. Good, good. You're like my students. When I used to teach death and dying, I had to change the name of the course to end of life issues. You know, when, you, when you're when talking about death and dying and you're teaching, you've got to get enthused, haven't you? No, 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 not so. But God's perfect word. You know, you <laughs> know, David did unbelievable things. I mean, he went against Goliath. Man. You know, Goliath was no small boy. There's a bed in Deuteronomy, you can look it up, that's 13 feet tall. So Goliath, see I'm 5 foot 8, 5 foot 9, 5 foot, oh wow, Goliath would be up there, about 13 feet tall. Here's this little puny runt coming out to this thirteen-foot giant. God delivered. He, David was a deliverer. David was a, a savior. Wow! All we can say about David is that he loved to praise God. Don't you say? Don't you believe that he did? He loved to praise God in Psalms chapter eight. The words of David, O Lord, how majestic is your name. Psalms 18, 1 and 2. I love you, O my Lord. I love you, Lord, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, in whom I take refuge. Wow. Hmm. 2 Samuel 7, 18. Look at the humility of David. Who am I, O Sovereign Lord, and what is my family that you have brought me this far? God, you know, I'm your servant. Wow. So where did David end up with the Me virus? He caught the Me virus, didn't he? Where did it come from? You know, I think of Muhammad Ali. You all remember Muhammad Ali? I am the what? I am the greatest. Who's the greatest in here today? Raise your hand. Good. Nobody here is great, except me. All right, who's the greatest? On a flight from New York to Chicago, Muhammad Ali, on the plane, was enjoying things. And all of a sudden, there was a tremendous amount of turbulence. And the stewardess came down the aisle and said, please, Mr. Lyard Lee." Buckle up. Well, I don't need to buckle up. I am as strong as Superman. Oh, really? You're as strong as Superman? Okay, Mr. Arley. If you're a Superman, let's see you fly. With that, he put on his seatbelt. Otherwise, he might have flown. But it wouldn't have been a easy landing, would it? You know, sometimes in our lives, we just think, I know it. This is the way. You've got to listen to what I'm telling you. But the me virus is something that's constantly before us. It's something that keeps coming at us, that that selfish spirit. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit to direct our hearts and minds each and every day. David. The antithesis of what he was just saying about praising the Lord. Oh, Lord, why are you standing off? Lord, why are you hiding yourself? How long, oh, Lord, will you not help me? How long are you going to hide your face from me? Wow. Was he a whiner? Was he a complainer? He is here, and then he's where? There. He's all over the playing field, and I think one of the most interesting verses there, in Psalms chapter 22, verses 6 through 8, what is this? But I am a worm? I'm a worm! I'm not even a man! You ever call yourself a worm? I'm I'm a worm. I'm despised. All who see me mock. They may their mouths just talk against me. They wag their heads. What are you doing, God? Help me. And so you here, here you have this king that was such a unbelievable rejoicer in the name of the Lord, and then he would swing his mood swings. If you're a psychiatrist, what do you call that? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Do you ever get bipolar? I think all of us do at times, don't we? That's right. Very easy to do. You know, it's it's so easy for us to, to slide, isn't it, at times? Do you want me to sit here this morning and, and and go through a litany of the mistakes I've made? you mind if I tell you one? Can I tell you one? How, can I or not? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't get a chance to go to a Christian school until I got to college, so I went through elementary school in a small little town in in Maine, and then I went to MCI. Well, MCI was a prep school. It had boarding students, but they allowed the the town to pay tuition, so we, townies were called. We could go to this prestigious school. Well, I love to hit people. I do. Maybe sometime, some of you men or a few women want to allow me to, or that would be fun. If you put on your pads and a helmet, and we could just go at it. I love playing football. I love playing defense. In fact, later on, as a junior varsity player, I was the captain on defense. But I practiced with a varsity. And I played four years of JV football. How humiliating is that? Because the games were on when Saturday. So my friends and the coaches at first said, "Well, Brent, what? Why can't you play?" And I, I said, uh, I said, uh, I'm like i am hmm, I'm I'm like a Jew. I wasn't going to tell him. I was a to No, I wasn't going to be humiliated. But humiliated I was, because as a senior, getting ready to graduate, we had a award ceremony. And before, as a GV, JV player, you always got your jacket, but you could put your the uh, you know you could put your lettering on it, the year that you graduated. But if you were varsity, you got what? What did you get? Huh? You did. If you were on the varsity, you got something really big. What, do you, what was it? You got the big M. MCI. You got the big M. And you could put it on your jacket or, or other place and you could display it. Well, during the awards ceremony, I, they were all done handing these all out, but they said, to, we want Brent Sedgwick to come. Oh, mercy. Brent Sedgwick to come forward for award awards ceremony? There's got to be something wrong here. This poor little devil should never go forward. But I get up there, and in front of the whole student body, in front of all the faculty, the whole group, we want to honor Brent Sedgwick. You want to honor me? Yes. Yes. For standing up for his faith. You talk about a liar. You talk about a betrayer. You were looking at it right here. I was so, I was so, I was so. I can't even express it. I was honored because I wouldn't stand up for my belief. I wouldn't talk to them about being an Adventist Christian. You know, it's very easy in life to kind of slide, isn't it? And... David, how much did he slide? Should David be in heaven? I don't think so. No. I think we should keep him out. A man after God's own heart? He goes after Beersheba. Her husband was whom? Uriah. He a dead man. And the men with him were dead men. David was a adulterer. David was a murderer. Surely God will not let him come into the kingdom of heaven. A man after God's own heart, he crashed and burned. How many times did he crash and burn? Later on, what does he do? He decides to get this brilliant idea of becoming a what? Greater king. What did he want to do? I'm going to take what? I'm going to take account. Of whom? All the able-bodied men that can fight. A census. Well, there's nothing. Census is coming up in 220. 220. Are we going to be killed because of that? 70,000 people lost their lives because of David. Joab. Joab. Wanted to... Get him off this. You know, there are two scriptural texts there. Diane just put one or two up there. One of those texts, the one before this, said that, that, and again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he moved David against them to go and number the people. That's the Lord. Well, if you go to a parallel text, what does it say? No, it wasn't God. It says Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. So who was it? God always takes the blame, doesn't he? He always takes the blame. It was Satan that was working on the heart of David to say, look how good I am. It's all about me. It's all about me. I want to see this. And Joab, his trusted assistant, went before the king and said, don't do this. you ever go against counsel? Anybody ever gone against counsel here? Raise your hands. Come on, there's only three of you? Nope. Thank you. You know, if you don't admit your sins, you're not going to be able to uh, continue on and make it. You've got to tell what it like it is. Joe, he wouldn't listen to Joab. He said, no, I'm going to do this. So what happens? We see 70,000 individuals. Wow. A whole mass of people that died because of his own stupidity. Now why would God do that? Why would God allow all those individuals to perish because of the sin of David? We don't know all the scenes behind the events that happened. I've read a little bit about it from what some other theologians, looking at the time in which this happened, look at the apostasy of Israel at this time, how degradated they were becoming more and more they were forsaking God did God allow those people to go to sleep because they had passed the point there when they couldn't be reached anymore we don't know but we know God is a God of of caring he's not an arbitrary God that's uh, that just does something on the whim but David was a he was an interesting boy he really was And yet, Psalms 51, what does Psalms 51 say? Create in me what? And what? Renew a right spirit. You know, I love it. I love the clean heart. But uh, the second part of that, and renew a right spirit. Isn't that what we need every day? We need to renew a right spirit. What spirit are we talking about? What spirit are we talking about? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that infiltrates our minds and asks us each day to walk in this way. And if we fall down, somebody go through the Bible in the next few days and count up how many times David messed up. God does not count against you your sins. If you accept the blood of the Lamb. No matter how many times, but you're going to always pay the consequence sometimes. Some sins are, are, (laughs) you're going to pay a bigger consequence. If you go out and rob somebody, you know, you're going to end up in jail. There's always a consequence, but God always what? He always forgives. He always forgives individuals that listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I love that. So, you're blameless. Anybody blameless in here today? Only one, two. The rest of you are not blameless. You're not going to make it. There's only two people plus myself and Diane that's going to make it here. The rest of you are gone. You're wiped out. You know how many times? You know how many times in the Bible that the word <laughs> "blameless" is used? Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine times in the Bible it says that certain individual, Noah was what? Blameless. Abraham was blameless. So if I palm my wife off to somebody else or try to, I'm blameless. Isn't that what Abraham did? And then he lied about it. Thank you. Then he lied. Yeah. You are blameless if you are covered by what? The robe of righteousness. Satan will come at you and he say, you're not going to make it. You're going to get wiped out. But tell him, no, God is bigger than you, Satan. And I'm not going to listen because my heart, even though I'm stupid, as stupid Brent can be, I'm still going to, when I'm pointed out, I'm still going to fall down and say, forgive me. The consequences I have to live with. But God always forgives. That's the greatness of of David, because, <laughs> wow, he always asks forgiveness. There's two ways in life, are there not? There's a way of sin. Now that's a big one, isn't it? It better be big, because that's the thing that will kill you for eternity. Why is that sin so big? That is the sin of rebellion where even when the Holy Spirit touches your heart, you will not ask for forgiveness. That thing will kill you forever. If you live with that and you don't allow the Holy Spirit to change your heart and mind, that will destroy you. If you sin, are you going to be destroyed? No. Not if you do what? Ask for forgiveness. Sincerely ask God for forgiveness. Does God judge you different than me? Hmm? Yes and no. No? Yes. I like it. Some yes, some no. He does. We're all judged by the law, are we not? The law of God. However, God looks at the circumstances he does of of individuals and sees what happens. And some people are going to make more mistakes than others. How many, have you ever counted up how many times you've sinned? I know how many times the, the right here the, that you've sinned. I think it, the Lord showed me it was uh, 18,221 times. Hmm. You know how many times I've sinned? The Lord showed me mine. 31,420. It's not the number of sins, it's the attitude that you have towards the mistakes that you make. You know, only two roads. One of that that leads to destruction, the big sin, and the other of faith. The other of faith. How you like that slide? Anybody want to try that? I think I could do that. Yeah, I might last two seconds. Faith. Grasping the hand of God and saying, I love you. Help me with my stupidity. So God always forgives. He's always a God of love and and mercy. You know, in 1 John 3, verse 6, it says there that we're sinless. Wow. Even though we still commit acts of sin. ...from which we need to be forgiven. In the eyes of God, you are sinless. In the aspect of God, the mistakes that you make here... ...it could be, yes, there's all seven of them there, right? But the mistakes that you make... ...will not keep you away from God... ...if your heart is touched by the Holy Spirit. You will seek Him. You will want to be like Jesus. You don't want to humiliate Christ if we would just contemplate that on a daily basis, to seek Jesus, we don't want to bring disgrace to the name of the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. Wow. John says that this other group, the big sins are are of the devil, children of the devil. But we are children of whom? Jesus. We are the children of Christ. In Romans 8, Paul says... God's children do not live lives controlled by what sin. The follower of Christ will will make mistakes from time to time, but the, our lives are not controlled by sin. They're controlled by our every day submitting to the Holy Spirit, saying, "Work in my heart, God. Today, change me." So why was David forgiven? Because he had faith in God. He did. He had ultimate faith. He trusted God. Even though he was a yo-yo, he was he trusted God. Secondly, David was truly thankful. He really was. At times, I mean it, it his words are like honey, aren't they? They just kind of, they just burst forth and, and they just the admiration of, of of his creator. And thirdly, David repented going to be interesting. Do you want to meet David? Wow. Would you like to be David meeting Uriah? Yes, because God forgives. We carry nothing on. You know, David's faith was tested on a grand scale. He failed, but he also succeeded because he never allowed God to get away from him. He always sought forgiveness. No matter how many times we fail, God's love is always there for us. No matter what you've ever done, God is there for you. Some people say, well, you know, I did this. I don't think God can forgive me. That's hogwash. Don't listen to Satan. No one who abides in him does what? sin. Mistakes, yes. Even Ellen White talks about that in Steps to Christ. She calls, you know what she calls, you know what she uses for sin? Misdeeds. (laughs) Misdeeds. Wow. You know what? We're safe to save. You know why we're safe to save? Because of the blood of the Lamb. It's the cross. The cross of Christ has set me free. Amen.